Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Welcome back, and I am Clarice Connolly. I am a women's empowerment coach in sunny San Diego. And with me today as a guest co-host is Laura Watler. Laura Watler is an amazing, like phenomenal coach. She is trained, certified, and affiliated with Accomplishment Coaching and is a professionally certified coach designated from the International Coach Federation itself. And she continues to be and train and shed her wisdom and share her words with Accomplishment Coaching as a leader in training in both Washington, D.C. and San Diego. She really empowers individuals through hugely transformational shifts in their life. And she really focuses on relationships. So not just the romantic ones, but ones with ourselves, ones with our families, our coworkers, teams, friends, everything from time and money. So welcome on air all the way from the Cayman Islands. Laura Watler. Hi, can Yay. you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we've been having such t- technical difficulties down in Cayman Islands. So welcome to the show, and we're going to jump into our next segment where we are going to talk and ask questions to Carrie Honey. I may butcher that, but we're going to hear all about how to say it correctly. She's a teacher, a reader, and an app user worldwide. She teaches people and readers how to use worldwide apps, and... I don't know why I'm butchering that. She's not, not, nature's laws of success can unleash greater human potential. She is a pioneer of self-help technology. There it is. Her apps are top sellers on iTunes and Amazon. And Alexa ranks her website, which is www.cafe, C-A-F-E-U-S-O-U-L.com in the top 8% of websites worldwide. She also works as a consultant, coaching businesses towards sustainable profitability using a nature of, using nature as a role model. Her work in dream interpretations connects her, connects to her work in the business world as well, using the genius of dreams as the inspiration to explore businesses and strategies. So welcome to the air, Carrie. Thank you. I butchered that so hard. I'm so <laughs> bothered. So That's sorry. okay. I, I did want to say the website is wrong. It's Cafe Yasol. Aha. Um, uh-huh. So anyway, but the rest of it, you can kind of get the picture. <laughs> I'm like putting my computer three inches from my face like, man, do I need new glasses prescriptions? <laughs> so how do you spell it so that we actually know where to go? Oh, it's C-A-F-E-A-U uh-huh. and then S-O-U-L like soul. Cafe Yasol. Ah, got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, welcome. And Thank you. It's nice to meet you. It's an absolute pleasure. And so I'm curious, how do we get dream interpretations and connecting that to the business world? That's well, out to me. I, yeah, I mean, basically my life path has really been about uh, art and um, business. And I've been able to pull them um, together. I'm just keeping... Um, so... I find that, you know, anybody who's working with people 
helping them to try to uh, overcome challenges. Dreams, dreams are a very creative process. So personally, there's a lot we can learn from them. But at the same time, they, you know, allow us to really tap innovation. So there's a lot that dreams can teach us about um, how businesses can achieve greater innovation. And, you know, I use nature as well. And nature's basically, um, you know, processes that I, I write a lot about the things that nature does to ensure um, growth and evolution in the environment and how you can apply these principles in business to achieve higher productivity, um, you know, create a culture uh, of support. And so they all kind of go together. Nice. That's awesome. That's really great. Is my microphone changing while I'm talking? It does sound like that a little bit, huh? It's just yeah, one of those days here at the studio. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it all fixed up and cleaned up on the end. Okay, cool. Laura, what comes up for you? Yeah, so Carrie, hopefully you can hear me okay. Yep. Um, yeah. How, how are dreams, um, I'm really curious from, from what you've shared and, and from what I've read about you, that how dreams can inspire like business innovation in particular? Okay, well, um, in terms of, uh, the way I would describe dreaming is aspects of cognition abate when we dream. So the I call it, it's like we have two minds. When we slip into um, the dream state and begin to explore experience, it's in a different sort of uh, frame of reference. Any any connection to our sense of self as we judge other people ourselves mm. against other people, mm. anything that would relate to logic, um, is is treated differently in dreams. So first and foremost, dreams allow us to get out of our paradigm, mm. and and mm. for business innovation. For example, here's a really good example. Steve Jobs was competing selling computers against IBM and other companies and not doing so well. And uh, he later kind of transformed the whole paradigm to become a facilitator of rich experience. So by, by creating his you know music playing apps and all of the other apps, they started to make devices that you had to buy in order to participate in this, you know, streaming of this different uh, sort of experience. So, you know, that shift from just being a competitor of computer sales to what are, you know, what are these little devices, what what sort of apps, mm-hmm. if you want the app, you have to get the device, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, when we, can, when we can get outside of our business model, um, another example is Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me okay? Yeah. Are you me okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Microsoft was slow to move their operating system online back in the 90s, let's say. And, um, and then Google, obviously, was, you know, a provider of an online experience. And then they they sort of stepped in to put um, apps online, which then became like Salesforce. You know, you down, instead of downloading software for an operating system, you actually access it online. So Microsoft's ability or inability, let's say, to get out of their paradigm, their their business model, made them lose a huge part of of what their business was about. So it's kind of that fine line of of really understanding. And this is where dreams kind of are interesting because the the whole process of dreaming is to say that we're constantly evolving and the things that we're not facing during the day are being explored in dreams. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of nature's mechanism to allow us to transcend our paradigm. 
and and dreams further define who we are. So we, you know, we grow over time, we get more centered in the sense of self that's unchanging as we go through all the vicissitudes of life. So in the same way, a business really needs to understand their business model, but they still need to like get outside of the paradigm of what they Mm -hmm. think their business model is in order to have that same sort of open perspective, self versus the environment, self versus others. You know, what are our strengths? You know, another cool example is um, TJ Maxx, because you think that it's all about being innovative and and taking and being the renegade to go into a new industry or a new way of doing things, and that's not the case. I mean, they they've really set their business model to be be like a, a treasure hunt. You have to actually go to the store and you have to go now, and you get like really great prices on really great products. They didn't follow all the bricks and mortar companies into the online world. They thrive offline. So it's, you know, it's understanding that business model. Gotcha. So in essence, um, paying attention to your dreams will make you even more creative inside of the business model. Is that what you're saying? I think the model of what's happening when we dream, when when we apply it to how businesses Mm -hmm. approach change, there's a lot of inspiration there. Certainly, like, to drill into dreams and business, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you want to know about dreams, but when an individual, like somebody who just gets out of college and then has to step into a leadership role that is unfamiliar or not necessarily, they're not necessarily comfortable with the drill sergeant or the aggressive or, or, or let's say accountability, whatever it is, that person will have dreams of war dreams of something chasing them. That's why the chase and attack dreams are so prominent among the 20-year-olds. So, you know, it's a war. Somebody's chasing you and trying to kill you or whatever. Everything in the dream is a a reflection of you. Yeah, I was was just going to say, I I don't know about... (laughs) My (laughs) dreams are so off the wall. They never make sense. And I feel like I'm trying to apply this in real life. And I'm like, wait, mine are so, like, ridiculously... Like but mushed together. That's the bizarre. You know, that's what that's where they're really good. So, so back to the chase dreams. When a, when a person has to um, adopt a new identity, and and again, everything in the dream is a mirror of you. And we can drill into your dream if you want. But you know, it's like even even though it's bizarre, it's very rich in some kind of clues. It's just that your logical mind is so different from your dreamy mind that you're kind of free to explore in a different way. So anyway, this this individual who's coming out of college all of a sudden has to adopt this leadership, you know, accountability approach with subordinates. They dream of their boat sinking. They dream of being chased. They dream of somebody trying to kill them. It's really the old identity that's being challenged by the new identity, and one of the two are going to win. So once they, you know, sort of adopt these new identities and, and your whole life, you'll dream through these scenarios, you know, after a while, the chase dreams go away. You may then go through some change in business where you want to balance it more with family and you'll have, you know, dreams that might, you know, have to do with your purse being lost or mm-hmm. losing your wallet. Like, what's my identity? I really wanted to be a mother or father. <laughs> so, um, so where do you, where do you recommend, like, 
where do you recommend people go when they're trying to decipher or understand their dreams? Like what dream books, psychics, like where do people go to understand well, them? First more? of all, on my website, um, mm-hmm. my website's basically, I, I mean, I, I think I'm most well known for being somebody that understands comparative symbolism among Eastern, Western, you know, the Yijing. I write a lot about Taoism. That's where my nature focus comes from. But on my actual website at Cafe Soul, I have a dream dictionary. And I also have an app at Amazon, Google, and uh, iTunes that allows you to type your dream into a cloud and it will interpret it for you. So certainly I would recommend. <laughs> I mean, they're very popular because I, I sort of have a blend of Carl Jung and uh, Freud together. I don't, you know, there's definitely that sense of um, Jung's idea that we're inspired by the archetypes. But I, but I also, tracking back to what you were saying about your weird dreams, that comes a lot from Freud. Because mm. the mind is so ingenious that it will take a symbol that may seem totally crazy. For example, a, women's, a woman sends me a dream that she's running around a racetrack and this old woman with forks in her hair is making, you know, is cajoling her. It's like making fun of her. Is like, you know, being a trickster. That's an archetype. Mm. And, you know, that's really like the forks, uh, how we take a stab at life, the hair, the ideas that grow out of our head, how we relate to life. So, and, and in a sense, she's running around a racetrack and maybe not feeling fulfilled, which is where we take a stab at food with our mm. fork. So even though they're bizarre symbols, you know, that, that's the mind that will put it all together in this ridiculous scenario. And I, I call dreams the chosen, horse, the chosen horses of the psyche because the more bizarre, the more likely the information is going to make it past the walls of, of uh, our defenses so that we do change. I can see that. I can see that. I think you, like, forget, like, the boring parts of the dream, but it's the ones that are really bizarre that stand out. Right. <laughs> so yeah like so so back to business you know like individuals in business will dream i mean it's it, you know again i i've, I've managed large companies of like six thousand employees and um you know i obviously don't talk a lot about dreams in work but the process of what dreams teach us that sort of paradigm shift um and then again i i believe that nature has endowed us with the ability to dream as an evolutionary mechanism i feel that we we get up and we have one side of us that's um you know all about survival our mm-hmm. minds it's out of place what needs to be fixed how can i be calm how can how can i keep the environment the same and then we go to sleep and it's like no we got to change we got to grow let go of that let go of the forks and you know like or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so and that's where you know, I think nature, for me, I, I look at everything. I feel like we're a part of nature. I feel that businesses that are the most successful aren't necessarily out sustaining nature, but what can nature teach them about sustainability? Like, what are the processes that allow nature to really honor the unique individual at the same time that's fostering unity and how it creates an environment which businesses that, you know, would need to create a culture of support but at the same time, leaders have to be willing to replace themselves as they move upward. You know, they can't define themselves by solving problems. I mean, nature doesn't micromanage. Nature senses the seeds of genius in everything and, uh, you know, fosters that. So there's a lot and there's a lot of uh, trial and error that doesn't 
that's really not mistakes. It's just how it grows. Yeah. And... Absolutely. I th- I think that like what stands out for me is like so when you say nature, you keep saying nature. So how would you define nature? Just so it's like there's no gray area. <laughs> nature to me is like what would be written in uh, Chinese philosophy as the idea of Tao. So it's it's a sense that, for example, if there's if something's happening, if something's happening in the environment, nature's always seeking balance. So when you see hot and cold pressure systems, if the, if, if the temperature gets too extreme, nature pulls them together. It feels like when the temperature changes and the environment's brought back to an optimal condition. In a, in an area like uh, down in the Cayman Islands, <laughs> you know, it, where people are really uh, put putting developmental impacts against the reefs and um, that that changes the water temperature and that higher water temperature actually creates the hurricanes and the hurricanes then sort of blend through and wash it all out or change it so so to me nature is just that process that's driving balance that's that's keeping anything from going from one extreme to the other and so it's it's I guess the way I would just describe it is I'm not necessarily looking at it as in, an, in a religious standpoint mm-hmm. or taking the place of our idea of God. I'm, I'm seeing it more as how nature sustains abundance, how it, you know, nothing can block it. It will tear whatever, you know, if, if a tree's growing and little seedlings are growing around it and they can't achieve the uh, photosynthesis process, you know, to reach the sun, a fire comes burns down everything and the landscape changes now we all we see all of this as bad and i actually have a book of called nothing bad happens in life (laughs) that's all about this um so we'll we'll see it as bad it's just nature's way of ensuring that all of its species have the have the chance to succeed so you're saying that there's that, that interconnectedness between the the nature part and nothing bad is happening so that I guess, do you apply this in people's, like, business model as well? Like, if there's mm-hmm. something, quote-unquote, bad that happens? Exactly. That's the yeah. idea of disruption. You know, gotcha. when, when like I said, Microsoft was all about the computer, the downloading software. They had a monopolies. And that's, that brings up another interesting point because this whole idea about net neutrality. Now, now I have also a very strong technology background. I built a lot of the prototypes for realtors when they moved into the online world way before realtor.com and you were like totally the the embodied yin and yang i just want to like point that out there's so much nature conversation that's amazing it's totally the like empowered feminine and then like i'm also tech savvy so just saying (laughs) i love that it's also what i teach about dreams you know i really believe i'm so creative and i mean i'm gonna tell you i'm a musician too (laughs) so it's like i'm very creative because of all the work i do in dreams that's why you know i really you know promote that but you know back to the whole idea of disruption and you know in dreams nightmares are a positive sign that power is re-emerging in the psyche it's a good thing people write me because of them but there's always some part of them that's getting expression again Mm. maybe when they were younger they thought it wasn't good you know they weren't supposed to share it so in the same way disruption like monopolies Monopolies are no different than the way nature takes care of it. You know, back, like I said, we were back talking about Microsoft holding monopolies and the government was chasing them. And, you know, it's like, boom, what happened? They, 
they lost a lot of their market share to Google's online products and then later Salesforce. And in the same way, um, if you remember AOL, I don't know how old you guys are. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, AOL was also moving towards monopoly. I remember when I was first talking to realtors about the Internet, they thought AOL was the Internet. <laughs> and, you know, they were mm-hmm. going to form a, a part, or I think they merged with Time Warner. And everybody was so frightened. Now, remember, it, the way to get on AOL was a dial-up. And <laughs> you remember um, so that. everybody was afraid. But, but <laughs> what ended up happening is that broadband came out of it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, AOL is gone, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a So when we think about disruption, and that's what this whole net, net neutrality um, pictures about, and uh, you guys are familiar with that, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, the, that the last is fair, the like, let, let things like work themselves out. That's kind of nature's message, you know, like if a monopoly does form, chances are it drives the technology, it drives our technology to, to another place because what we, what they were trying to monopolize, you know, might not necessarily be the case. Like, for example, right now, maybe a broadband uh, provider or, you know, the one, the cellular service provider, maybe they'll establish a whole model around, we won't, you know, change net neutrality for you. absolutely. And there may be just some other, like, way of getting online that we don't know about that will come out of all this. So that's kind of... I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, and so there, we actually have, a, time has flown, and we have about three minutes left. And I really just wanted to dive into the question, like, how do you think that nature's, you know, sustainability can inspire high productivity for businesses? Like, so the last, like, three minutes, like, how do people take this nature's sustainability and apply it to inspire high productivity? Okay. So so I would just break it down into a couple components. Um Number one is the culture, the environment. Um, nature, nature provides support. I mean, the environment is always coaching forward the growth of whatever. But at the same time, it, it gives ownership to everything to develop its own way. So in that sense, you know, I think a, a culture that's established on um, not, not having any kind of blockages or favoritism or any approach like that will find that they'll actually get higher productivity, you know, out of, out of their um, employees. Um, the idea that the more diverse the group, the more ideas that will emerge that you, you know, when you bring it, when you want to have a, a discussion, you bring in players from every single level of the company and, and you know, the people that take care of the money and the people that are out selling and and different types of characters, not necessarily everybody with a college degree, but maybe the bootstrap characters and, and just recognizing that everybody brings some piece of a, of a new way of doing things. Um, And, and again, I think that leaders who solve their or determine their worth by solving problems end up becoming problem solvers and that's not the highest use. So basically just really, you know, delegating, looking upward, trusting and, and, and really sensing the seeds of genius and everything that that's in your environment. I love that. And, and, 
and the, and also the honesty part. You know, nothing can hide from nature. Like we were talking about the hurricanes and all that. You know, I think the biggest challenge leaders face is speaking honestly about expectations and performance. And you know, I think if, if there's an honesty in, in the environment too, uh, it it does. If, if somebody understands what's expected of them, they'll deliver it. I love that. That's huge. That's so profound. And again. Oh, how do you say your last name? I think I butchered it the Honey. first time. You didn't butcher it. Oh, good. Honey. Great. So yeah. we're speaking to Carrie Honey. And if you want to find out more, uh, she has her website, www.cafe. So C A F E A U S O U L. Exactly. Great.com. You can also fire, find her on facebook.com forward slash inspired by dreams. And on Twitter as well, K-A-R-I-H-O-H-N-E. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for so much for sharing all your wisdom, your background, um, and really just inspiring us to really look at our dreams and get curious as to what it's trying to tell us. And it's been a great time. Well, thank you. I also want to acknowledge and, and thank Laura Watler for coming to join us on the air. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you want to find out more Thank about so much. Laura, she has an email. You can send her an email, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at laurawatler, W-A-T-L-E-R, dot com. And you can join us every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to learn more about things that are happening in the field, new advancements, people that are up to great big things, just educating yourself on other perspectives or ways to look at how the coaching you're doing can impact the world from a different lens. Thank you so much for joining. Nowadays, internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's E-S-E-T dot com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. 
The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.